Welcome to Shooks and GIF Midterms, Episode 2. In this episode, we'll talk about some tools to remove backgrounds from photos. A teleprompter tool. Resources for teaching arts, music, and science. A cool video app. A dad joke resource. And I have two very special guests. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Eric, do you ever buy anything with Velcro? Uh, yeah, on occasion. It's, a, it's an amazing technology, but a total ripoff. <laughs> well, hey, Tony, you know, uh, it's pretty cold here. Is it cold where you're at? Yeah, yeah, Iowa's pretty cold right now. It's freezing. We're supposed to get down to like negative 20 uh, degree wind chills, Fahrenheit that is. Uh, I found the perfect way to stay warm though in cold weather. Just go sit in the corner of your room. It's 90 degrees. Ah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to Shooks and GIF. Um, as you've heard, it is not Shooks and GIF this week. It is Guests with GIF. And I have two phenomenal people who agreed to be with me here today. I can't actually believe, guys, that we found a time as easily as we did. So um, I am joined today by the great Eric Kurtz and Tony Vincent. Um, for the people who are listening, guys, who have maybe like maybe never heard of the internet, so don't know who you are, could you give us each a brief uh, introduction? What you do, who you are, where you're from. Eric, you can start us off. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Eric Kurtz. Uh, I'm a technology uh, integration specialist in Ohio. This is my 27th year in education. Started off as a middle school math teacher, and now I'm a tech coach integrationist type person uh, here in Ohio. Um, and I um, run the blog controlaltachieve.com, where I share all of my googly uh, technology ideas on fun things you can do uh, in schools with Google tools and other technologies as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being here. And Tony Vincent. I, uh, this is my 20th year in education. I used to be a fifth grade teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, then I was self-employed as an educational consultant for 12 years. And uh, this school year, I'm teaching fifth grade again in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Okay. So you guys have met in real life, correct? Yes, we have. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? <laughs> there was some crazy redhead what? girl that... This is not what we rehearsed. <laughs> ...that introduced the two of us in the seedy bar somewhere. It was kind of a seedy uh, bar. <laughs> I believe no, my hand no. was grabbed and I was dragged across the room. I think I did. I think I, I fully like assaulted you. I was like, come with me. So now, I believe this was last ISTE, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. For listeners, I think I told this story because it was like it's still my claim to fame. The only person who cares about this story is me. Yeah, we were um at the Flipgrid speakeasy and Eric and I had gone together and in walks, you know, Tony Vincent with Casey Bell. And so of course the were all a buzz. It's like the Kardashians just walked into this and now we're the it place. And look at all the edgy famous who Which are one's here. Chloe? Um, oh, oh that's a, that's a, well, she's quite blonde now, so I'm going to go Casey. Casey's probably a bit okay. glowy. So I went over, and the year before when I'd met Eric, I'd, I'd maybe made a little bit of a fool of myself. I'm actually shocked, Eric, some days you still speak to me because uh, I was so excited. And so when I met Tony, I said, hi, Tony, it's really nice to meet you. I really admire all your work. I'm trying not to make an idiot of myself like when I met Eric Kurtz because I was really, and he's like, oh. and all he gleans from this is, you know, Eric Kurtz? And I was like, yeah. 
yeah, I know Eric Kurtz. He's here with me. Do you want to meet him? And he goes, yeah. So I, as Tony said, grabbed his hand, dragged him across. And they were like hugged like you were old friends. It was, it was one of those moments that I love when we talk about our PLNs on Twitter, where you're like, you talk to someone for a while, you admire their work from afar, and then you get to see them. And it's only natural that you like sort of throw them into an embrace like your long lost war buddies. Absolutely. I was so thrilled to meet Tony in person because I mean, I've known him online forever. And Absolutely love everything Tony does. You know, talk about the most professional looking no things that are created. Oh my gosh, Tony, your graphics are off the hook. I They're cannot insane. wait. I cannot wait. I'm yeah. enrolled in Classy Graphics that starts next month and I'm so jazzed. <laughs> my my newest Padawan. It'll be. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I want to be Leia. That's awesome. And the, the love is mutual. Eric, I don't know if you watched any of Matt Miller's Ditch Summit. But when Tony was interviewed for that, I think your name came up at least a half a dozen times with it. He, he paid homage, which I love that well, when we do I'm, that as educators. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad my payment went through and uh, <laughs> you were able to uh, squeeze all those in. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, and this is a, a tip I shared in the summit, but it was so awesome. I just love when I Google something, like, okay, there's got to be an easier way. In this case, it was to like put fra make fractions. I'm like, typing up fractions using text boxes and lines I'm like that is th that I can't do that and I can't have my students do it because they're going to mess things up when they're doing that in Google Slides or Google Drawings so I love it when I Google search something and then up there's control alt achieve <laughs> Eric's <laughs> website right there I'm like oh he has a solution oh using a table with an invisible border and all that like that's perfect of course Eric came up with that it's right there and I get so excited with these Google searches and then like oh I know that person and usually that. that person's Eric. <laughs> okay, enough with the like fangirling, fanboying, because we could probably go on for the whole hour about it. Let's share some things with the Shooks and Gift listeners. What do we have? Eric, do you wanna do you wanna get us going? Sure. Well, I think uh, uh, kind of springboarding off of our discussion about graphics, as mm -hmm. you know, uh, with, with Tony's course and, and all the awesome things he does. Um, this is a resource that exploded right around Christmas time, uh, actually December 19th. So um, I was, you know, having these get a little slower before the Christmas break in the ed tech world. We get a chance to kind of, because people are doing, you know, class parties and stuff like that. And so I was catching up on my feeds and I don't know, somehow I just came across this thing that caught my eye. It was a website called remove.bg, uh, standing for remove background. And I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be a website that will strip out the background of an image. Well, I mean, there's a lot of tools that do that, you know, Photoshop, things like that. But whoa, if this is something that just works in your browser, oh, let's check this out. I was floored. I loved this site. And so very quickly, I just took a, um, a, a picture I had that, that I had taken recently um, and loaded it into the tool, clicked on the button to remove the background, and like magic, it just removed the background. It actually uses artificial intelligence to identify what is background and what is not. What is it, well, you know, a single person or multiple people, it can figure out what's the background and it just removes it and it makes it transparent. Then I took that result and superimposed it. I opened up Google Drawings and I added in a picture of a beach with palm trees and I, you know, then pasted in my cutout head into there and um, then sent out a tweet saying something about how, you know, awesome this tool was, you know, great for removing backgrounds, kids could use this for creativity, and then hashtagged it not really at the beach. Um, <laughs> and it went insane. I mean, I, I, I don't know to compare to other things that I've ever shared, this probably is the one that's gotten more attention than anything. It had 1,100 likes and 475 retweets. And then I, mean, I know those also bred others and it just yeah. became the 
juggernaut thing. So um, if you haven't somehow heard about this tool yet, which it's certainly possible, I definitely want to get it on people's radar because it just makes it so easy for kids to take uh, a picture of themselves, pull themselves out, and then use that in so many things. I know Tony's got some ideas about ways that could be used as well. I'd love to hear those, but you know, putting it in you know slides or drawings or other ways of incorporating a student into then these different images, it's just click and you're done. So yeah. awesome stuff. The one thing that I found with it um, that I do want to say to the listeners is it only takes um, human figures. Like if you try to do one of your dog or your cat or your pet hippo, whatever you happen to have, um, Abby, your pet pig. We have a, a listener, Abby, who's like a big fan of the show and she's, she's, at, she's at Mrs. Tech Pig. Um, <laughs> when uh, when you do that, it only takes out right now, the, the AI only recognizes human faces. Um, but it, right. but it is so powerful. Like when I, Eric, I saw it that night when you, you did, it, I was actually in my bed and I did it on my cell phones. So what I loved about it, it's cross platform. So it worked on my Mac. It worked on my Chromebook. It worked on my yes. iPhone. It was everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't realize that maybe that originally came from you, Eric, because I, I did see it like everywhere <laughs> after, must have apparently after you mentioned it. So I used it with my fifth graders when we came back from winter break and we're setting our goals for 2019. So I had a little template they did in Google Slides and they put their own picture in the middle and they re used remove.bg to, uh, of course, get rid of the background so it looked really classy. Um, I had just got through a grant, a ring light for my classroom. So we had an iPad put there so that, you know, they look like absolutely beautiful. Those, <laughs> the ring lights are called diva lights for a reason. Like, <laughs> so it, and then we, so we took it with the ring light and then put it into remove.bg and they look like, you know, stock photography people <laughs> when we, after awesome. they're cut out and, and put in their documents, so we printed them out in color and put them in the hallway, uh, the teacher across the way, she, instead of doing goals, she did the one word for 2019. And so she had her students in poses where they have their arms out or their fingers are pointing and that one word looms big, kind of overlapping, or they overlap and it's behind them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Remove.bg though sometimes takes out fingers and if they have their arms out in different ways, the, the machine learning doesn't quite uh, pick that up quite right. So it took a, a few tries. But I love that it's like green screen photography, but you don't need the green screen. Um, it maybe works a little better if your background is uncluttered, but it, it, you could you don't have to really worry about the background. And so that that's the neat thing. And and I I think there's there's so much promise in it. It's going to get better, and eventually we won't need green screen for even video. Like I I see this technology taking off where um, eventually we can do replace the background behind people. Doesn't matter what the background is; it doesn't have to be green, and you can do some really cool videos that yeah, way too. I think you're right, Tony. I think we're no, you're about absolutely it. right. There's um, I saw an AI demo from Google that was live, real time uh, background removal for for video. Um, so uh, there, you know, Google is working on AI to do that on on a video level as well. Wow. Yeah. Think of all the people that could pretend they're at work during video calls and be in the comfort of their living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, if, if you do have a situation where, like you're saying, you wanted to remove the background and it wasn't working or it wasn't a person like, you know, you had said, you know, maybe it's your dog or something like that. Um, before I came across Remove BG, the tool I used to recommend was Lunapic, L-U-N-A-P-I-C. And it does have 
a um, magic wand tool in all of the different tools it has. Now that, of course, the more consistent the background is, the better. So if you can do that where the picture has, it doesn't have to be a green screen, just as long as the background is somewhat consistent uh, with, and it's free and it's web-based, it takes maybe a couple of clicks because you got to remove, you know, chunks at a time, but it does like a magic wand thing and then it can delete the background. Yeah. And so that one will work as well if yeah. you need it, but remove BG is one click typically. We're big fans yeah, it, of Lunapic. We've discussed it on the show. And the okay. other one, the other one that I like is um, that I've heard from Ryan O'Donnell on, cre on um, at Creative Ed Tech on Twitter, and he and, and Brian Briggs do the, check, this, check out. this out. Yeah. I love them. Um, uh, he talks Brian or sorry, Ryan talks a lot about Photopea, which I've recently been diving into a little bit, and that's another one that sort of or Pixlr is one that I've mm -hmm. used, and all three of them are really good. Um, if you have Chromebooks or whatever in your classroom, you can't afford the cost of Creative Cloud for Adobe Photoshop or whatnot. Sorry, Tony, I sort of interjected when you were going to say something. Wow. Oh, well, I was going to say also <laughs> keynote, keynote users and PowerPoint users have like instant alpha and transparency that they can add to. So you might already, if you're already working within those tools, you can kind of remove the backgrounds. But if you haven't tried remove.bg, really the AI that takes it out, that, that's the magical part is there's no multiple clicks. But also you can't like fine tune it. it. It cuts off your finger. You can't go back in and say, no, 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 no. Put this, yeah. it's like, one and done either it works or it doesn't um it also has like a 500 pixel width limit so what you get back isn't super high res so uh richard byrne tweeted this out he's the other one when i google something it's like oh yep it was eric's oh, oh nope yeah. it was richard's, richard's amazing i mean he's, he's incredible yeah he puts out three or four or five posts a day on tools he's, yeah i yeah. want to be him when that's I great guy that's how many I manage in a year. So that's <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, but he uh, he recommended, and I, I've been trying it out, uh, online.photoscissors.com. And uh, online.photoscissors.com uh, has, uh, so you can do this online. That you, they kind of encourage you to buy their app that you can download, but you can do it all online. And it's similar um, to remove.bg, but you take a kind of a green highlighter and just real quickly, you don't scribble it all in, just kind of put a mark in the thing you want to cut out. So it does not have to be a person sitting on my screen. Now I have a cat um, that I've, that I've highlighted in green. And then in red, you put the background, the part you want removed and you just do a quick line draw, like, and then instantly on the right side of your screen, you see the preview of what it will look like. And if it's not oh, to your liking, then you add or subtract awesome. some of that yeah, green and really red. Cool. Yeah, and it and it happens. You know, it's not as instant as remove.bg, but you do get, do get more control, and it doesn't just have to be a person. And when you download, um, I know I got uh, an HD resolution, so I think it was probably twice the re resolution of what remove.bg does. Online.photoscissors.com is something I'm. Uh, I've got to explore some more. Love it. I love that too. Okay, we're gonna put all these, of course, in the show notes. Can I share one? Yeah. Okay, so do. I, have, yeah. Um, I have a couple that I've run into. First one that I did was a Richard Byrne um, said, I'm always looking for teleprompters. So he uh, wrote a post about teleprompt.me. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. And I have a lot of different teleprompt ones that I've used. Um, you type in your text of what you want to say. You can change the color of the font of blue this lime green, yellow, or white. You can change the font size from 50 to 120. You can flip the text. If you're gonna um, project it through a mirror, like in like a fancy recording studio, so you hit enter, it scrolls. And what happens that I think is awesome is it asks for you to give permission to use your microphone. 
And as you're speaking, it detects what you're saying. So it scrolls at the speed in which you're delivering the talk. So you're not waiting for the next line or it's not rushing way ahead of you. I like that it goes at the speed of the speaker. So I thought that was a really cool tool to be able to use when students had presentations because it gets so big, put a Chromebook right at the front and they are then looking at the audience, but at least they can see some of their text as they're going instead of reading off cards, especially if you're doing any kind of filming or if you're broadcasting at all. So that one is a teleprompter dot me. Yeah, I, I, I love that because it works on Chromebooks. I've been using um, Prompt Smart Pro, which is, I think maybe I paid $20 for this iPad app, but I use it all the time. And well, when you take my my classy graphics class, you'll see, Jen, I, I have to read from a teleprompter when yeah. I'm in front of the screen or I sound like an idiot. So um, I position it right next to the camera. But you know, the problem with a tele regular teleprompter usually is you set the speed and no matter what, it, it keeps yeah. going because it doesn't know where you are. It assumes exactly. you're keeping up. So a teleprompter that listens to you and doesn't move until you say the words on the screen is so valuable. So yeah, and I, you know what? I love I've, that tool. I've tried um, it a few times and it's it's pretty accurate. Like it it goes. When I like yeah. stumbled along words, it it stopped until it heard something it saw coming up and off it went. Yeah, and what I like is it's by a um a, a guy who kind of he's he's a professional developer, but he's just kind of a one-man shop. And I actually tweeted to him because the default text had like some lines from uh I'm forgetting the name of the movie now, but it had not close to curse words in it. And I right. said, I want to use this with my fifth graders, but you like it has this. And he's like, oh, I, I never thought about it being used in education. So it looks like I just checked. It looks like he's taken that out oh, now, which, so which is nice. Oh, well, that's the thing, though. Uh, as educators, we'll take anything and find creative ways to use it. <laughs> and then that's, you know, so many tools have come out that were not built for education, but we're like, Hey, we can use that. Yeah. And the developers are always so surprised. Like, I never thought about it being used in a school. Yeah. Well, that's that's where we start our learning. So why not? Like, we yeah. love to bring yeah. in, you know, what's going to be used eventually or an iteration thereof. Because what do they say? What we're teaching them now isn't actually what we're not preparing them for the jobs that exist. But if we can give them skills in different domains, then that's half the battle, I think. Okay, share number two, Eric. Sure thing. Um, well, a lot of times when we do uh, resources, I know I hit the big four, you know, math, science, social studies, language arts. Um, and so uh, recently I had the opportunity to do some training locally for our arts and music teachers. And um, that gave me an opportunity to really dig deep into those resources. And so what I would share are two quick links. Um, there are two recent posts that I've put on the blog. So um, you do need to throw the www in, unfortunately, or else the short links don't work. So it's www.controlaltachieve.com slash Google Art or slash Google Music. Either way, it's fine. Just throw Google Art or Google Music on the end of the regular blog uh, site. And um, what I've got there for the art one, I think I got about uh, 10 or so either activities or tools that are created by Google or are Google related that deal with learning art, teaching art, creating with art, exploring art. And for the one on music, I think it's about a dozen uh, similar uh, you know, tools that either are from Google or work with Google. And these tools, first of all, definitely could be used with art teachers and with music teachers in a wide variety of ways, but they still do cross over. There's a lot of things that can have applications in like math and science and, and, and other um, subject areas as well. So for example, there's a one of the music tools is called Groove Pizza and it's a Google experiment where you're basically creating beats 
um, using uh, these three rings of sort of like a pizza, so to speak, and you're you know adding beats onto it. Well, sure, that can be great for music, but you can also change how many slices there are. So you've got fractions going on in there. And then you can also turn on this feature to show angles and it'll show you the interior angle measurements. So you can talk about the sum of the measures of the interior angles of, of a polygon, you know? And so there's all of these other applications for them as well. Uh, I would encourage people to take a look at these uh, with the art. We cover, you know, some of the oldies and goodies things I've shared in the past, like my pixel art template or my Mondrian art um, uh, template. Uh, but then I pulled some stuff from, from Julie Lyle, who does some awesome things on creating self-portraits and mosaics with Google Drawings. Now, Tony, you've done the same. You've done, I know you've done uh, creating your own uh, like avatar in, in Google Drawings. And so, you know, she's got some stuff on that. And then it's other things like, you know, uh, the, you know, arts and culture tool or auto draw or just a line, which was an awesome um, mobile app that lets you draw in 3D space around you. You can walk around with your phone drawing in the air. That and, one is so cool. I like, I, yeah. I I get notified whenever you release any of your blog posts and these came out yeah. one after the other. I was so excited. And that one, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was, it was like <laughs> 1130 awesome? in bed. I almost jumped out of bed to like play with it. And my husband's like, you're kidding me, right? You're not going to get up right now and play with this. I'm like, I guess not. It's so neat because we talk about drawing it, but it, it lets us move from 2D to 3D and it is collaborative. You can have uh, you can have somebody join you and you can draw together in a 3D space. Then you can record a video walking around your room showing your 3D art that you've created. Awesome. Uh, so the point is there's, you know, 10 on one, 12 on the other. And I would encourage, you know, try them out. Again, www.controlaltachieve.com slash Google art or slash Google music will get you to all of those resources. Yep, I already have them linked in the, uh, in the show notes as you were talking about them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tony, Tony's exploring. I, I, I'm, I'm He's actually still, looking I'm at his, we've lost just Tony. Line. I'm like, <laughs> I am totally throwing this up with my, I'm going to walk around the class with my iPad and my uh, mirrored up to the Apple TV on the screen and like, oh, the things we can do. This is right? going to be fun. <laughs> That's okay. Awesome. okay. Sorry, well, we're, oh. we're, all, we're all like literally staring at our computers. Like. <laughs> <laughs> really fun for listeners. Actually, so um, as, as, a, as a fifth grade teacher that teaches all the subjects and there's so much to plan every day that like, lessons that I can just open and use are so welcome and ones that I know that will be really good. You know, I, my preference is to create everything that, that I want to do with my students, but it's not realistic because I just can't, there's just not enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. So what I really like uh, for science is mysteryscience.com. And this year it's free. I'm not sure how, what you can do for free next year, but it's free pretty much for everybody. Now you can get a free account and they call them open and go lessons. Uh, they have uh, lessons where, let's see some of the ones I've done. How much water is in the world? I call up a, I call up a video and the video has intriguing questions. They're hosted by Doug who loves science and gets kids to love science. It, there's great visuals with it too. And these intriguing questions lead to an activity. In the case of how much water is there in a world in the world, there, there was the teacher resource that said, hey, print these out, give them to students, have some sticky notes ready. You're gonna make a graph on the wall. And like it just leads you through every piece of it. So it took like almost no planning on my part 
but it was a really high quality lesson. And then, so there, there was another lesson we did where we're studying um, the different systems of earth. And there was like one that was, why do some volcanoes explode and some don't? Oh. And you end up talking about like some, the shape of the volcano gives you a clue on if it will explode or not. Versus really? How, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How, how thick the magma is under... <laughs> underground. It was like amazing stuff. And there was, I had to mix up flour and water to get a thick lava and we used um, water and we blew bubbles in it. And then the video took us through that and, and then had record sheets. So it was it, again, a high quality lesson that you just open and go with. There are many lessons too, where you got like an extra 10, 10 minutes. Uh, it'll ask an intriguing question. Like where do bugs go in the winter? Oh, it pauses my for kids students to discuss. Yeah, it pauses so you can discuss, and then it continues, and he um, and explains exactly how it works. And they have new videos coming out every week, mysteryscience.com. It's awesome. It's correlated to the next generation science standards. So uh, I just click that I'm a fifth grade teacher, which unit I'm in, and it presents every time I come up. It presents the ones I haven't taught yet that I haven't marked as taught that and go you with have, my unit. You have it's to create awesome. an account, you're saying. I'm, I'm on it right now. This is cool. It's saying K5. So for those um, who are primary teachers and then junior teachers, this is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good for K5. And that's their, and that's their focus there too. Yeah, you create an account, get in there for free, and it's so awesome. That is awesome. I, I could even see this being something that um, teachers could share in a newsletter with their family. This could be even a really good way to link the learning that we're doing at school with the way that the parents can support it at home. Yeah, every lesson has a link for the teacher to share with students. So you can throw that into things like Google Classroom or an email and then students can can watch that video. Very cool. Very, very cool resource. Okay, my, my second share is an app that I, I sort of stumbled on on Twitter. It's called Collab. It is, it seems that it might only be for iOS. Um, when you go to their website it doesn't say anything about google play it's collab the music video editor and i see it going beyond music videos what happens is everyone downloads the app one person becomes the main phone to use i'll show you the video that i created so just to give the listeners an idea um you download this app one person becomes the main phone what happens is well i'll show what i've done here and what and I'll explain to the listeners you see. So it's me, and I look one way, and I'm looking at the camera, and then I turn my head, and I'm looking at another camera, and I turn back, and then I turn back. And it goes on like this for about 15 seconds, because that's all I did. And what was happening in this video is my husband and I both downloaded the, the app, and he was sitting to my right, and I had mine out sort of a la selfie. And I said, okay, I'm the main one. As soon as he logged onto the app, said, okay, if you're on the same Wi-Fi, I think you had to be on the same Wi-Fi. I'm not sure if this would work outside. I, it escapes me right now. I should have probably checked. And he joined my collab and he showed up as one of the people and it recorded both for those 15 seconds. And quite quickly, when we both hit stop, it came in and it showed the two tracks of video. And then very easily, just by like moving a line and we each had a color, I could splice between the different angles in which I was shooting and I created that. So if we were looking at wanting to, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Mevo. Um, it's a really cool tool. You, It's a camera. There's an app associated with it. It's like, it's a 500 American dollar um, camera, like this little video recorder. Um, which is about 14 million Canadian dollars. And we, uh, you video it, and then for $15 a month, there's, this is far beyond the, the realm of education. Um, it records this one 
from this one camera, but then gives different angles. So it will go in auto and it can use AI to show, okay, we're going to take like a long shot and then a close up of this. And so in your one shot, which is the long shot, it has little boxes. So you can actually go on an iPad or on a phone, zoom in and pick different angles. You go, it's, it's super powerful. M E V O is the name, but again, I've got one. It's pretty awesome. You have Tony Vincent. (laughs) Of course Tony does. Do you really have it? Is it as good as it looks? I do. It's really fun. I use it for Periscope, like to live stream from conferences. And that way you can zoom in on their, on the screen or the the user. We, we did a, we did a little provocation with my students to start a unit on immigration. And I actually used it as a hidden camera and we could pan around. We, we ended up it's a long story, but we ended up having all three fifth grade classrooms have to go into one room. Um, we staged like there was a water leak or whatever. Right. And uh, we were, we wanted to see their reactions because the host uh, teacher in that classroom, she didn't really make everybody feel all that welcome. She's like, well, we, we're kind of, we're in the middle of a lesson. We're just going to continue oh. this. You guys just join it. Like just stay in the corner here and we're going to keep going. And we just kind of filmed some of the reactions and then later on got clips with students talking about what it felt like to not be welcomed when they were oh, that's amazing. going to a new place and made a little documentary out of it. But that camera is pretty, pretty cute. With that. That's it, awesome. It, and that's an awesome it, lesson. There's a, there's a takeaway yeah. in itself. Um, the Collab app I thought was a, sort of a, a more user-friendly. There are, and, and cost-effective way for education, ways to do this. There are apparently in-app um purchases in the one that I created. I didn't get any pop-up saying, oh, in order to get this, there's a little watermark in the corner that says collab, um, as you may have noticed when I played it for you. I think it's a really neat way if students are looking to film something that maybe looks a little bit more professional, if they wanted to do that, especially you know when we get into high school and middle school, perhaps older middle school, when they have their own devices, that uh, it's an app that they could explore. Okay, those are really great shares. We've talked a lot about a lot about art in here, a lot about art, a lot about presentation. We threw in some science. Does anyone have anything else before we uh, sign off? That little, like, we call them itty-bitty shooky giffies. Well, <laughs> well I thought since we started off with, with dad jokes, uh, niceonedad.com. Have oh. you ever been there? I, I'm going there immediately. <laughs> it's, it's a nicely presented website. You just keep clicking. You keep getting a dad joke. Oh, this is ours. I've, I've just lost the afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So that's great. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. Why don't skeletons ever go trick or treating? Because they have no body to go with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. It's a perfect one for me. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. Yeah. Okay. Mm. yeah. Eric, for those of you who have not seen his uh, recent change, even in his Twitter profile, is looking uh, like he's channeling his inner Grizzly Adams. <laughs> That's but it, right. But it suits uh, you, Eric. Okay, so guys, thank you so much for uh, you know donating some time to Shooks and Giff and our little podcast here on a Sunday morning. Uh, Eric, I know you have to get going. You have a plane to catch. Yes, Tony, I do. Tony, I know you have to get going because you have young children who are probably uh, chomping at the bit to play and maybe get out in the... Do you guys have snow? Are you, are you snowy like Eric and I are? We, we do have snow. Yeah. We have some ice. My son fell yesterday and oh, got no. a little concussion, but he's oh, better now. No. We're... we're we're back to playing laser tag, so. Okay, good. good. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to have a Hot Wheels afternoon. That's what's up on, on deck for me. Mm, Super yeah. fun. So thanks, guys, very much. You're welcome. Thank Thanks for having you us. so much. Oh. Yeah, this is a good time. I've got pleasure. lots to explore now. No I'm not going to get any work done the rest of the day. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's bit.ly forward slash s-h-u-k-e-s 
and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. Or by tweeting at us using the hashtag ShooksandGif, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual Gif with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and Gif. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and Gif is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. Hey, sure thing. Uh, so I'm I'm a good friend of Jen Giffen. That's how I'm well known. Um, <laughs> Uh, my main occupation is being a fan of Eric Kurtz. Uh, he has awesome stuff. And whenever a teacher in my building brings up something from his site, hey, did you see this? Like, well, I've, I've met him. I, I can't tell him. <laughs> I've tweeted him before. <laughs> uh, but oh, that's I'm, I'm now exploring photo P. <laughs> that's what happens. P-E-A, everyone. Yeah, P E A. Ah, my my results were coming up strange. <laughs> oh, and there's that an outtake. Do you want to hear a joke about paper? Yes. Uh, never mind. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. <laughs>